It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. One for podcasting. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, ask about the Murph and Andy shoe, Texas toast, brisket burger patties, French fries, all smothered in cheese sauce for just ten sixty three at any Jethro's location. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a uh, Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller talking sports with you for the next couple of hours. Uh, glad to have you with us. So BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this. Just one guest in the first uh, hour of the program. Going to spend a good long portion of, uh, well, the final 30 minutes, 25 minutes probably, with uh, Gary Rima, whose career after 29 years is coming to an end whenever the Panthers, uh, the men's basketball program is done, whether that be in St. Louis or there's any postseason after that uh, Gary Rima's in the final stages of a 29-year career as the voice of you and I, and we'll relive some of that, some of his memories uh, with Gary, and obviously look ahead to a major, major game in the Valley coming up on Saturday. It's a five o'clock tip. There's still tickets, at least there were yesterday uh, for the for the game. Um, I think though, Trent, I saw somebody on Twitter saying that there was there was a I don't know a glut of people, kind of a hang up trying to get into the Panther ticket online. Oh, really? Um, and they were on hold or they were put in a waiting room or something. So maybe they'll sell the game on. I hope they do. They should. There's a lot on the line. So Gary Rimel will join us at 10.30. At 11.05, uh, the Iowa Wilder in town. A couple of games this weekend. We'll talk to Ben Gislason. Give them a little love. Boy, they lost a, uh, they lost a, uh, a player that'll never be back here. Matt Boldy, remember when we yeah. had him on? Um, I think it was his first day in Des Moines, was it not? That sounds I right, yeah. I think it was. He just come out of college, and he signed with Minnesota, and they sent him down here. And I think we had him the very first day uh, as a pro. And boy, oh boy, is he ever going to be something uh, with the uh, Minnesota Wild. In fact, even though he didn't get there till late in the season, he's going to get his fair share of votes for the call to the Rookie of the Year. He's that good. So we'll talk uh, Iowa Wild with Ben Gislason at 11.05. And then Adam Teicher, who covers the Chiefs, for ESPN, wanted to get Teicher in here. I, I thought that he would maybe be a little bit more forthcoming than some of our other chiefs. I'm not saying there's anything there mm-hmm. uh, with the Mahomes and the and his brother and his wife and uh, his offensive coordinator. And is this just a fact that you know you got to point the finger, blame it somewhere because the season didn't end the way it was supposed to, at least in their minds. Uh, so we'll get Teicher in here uh, to talk Chiefs about eleven twenty-five. We've been working on that for well, we wanted to have him on last week, but this is the first chance to make that happen, and we'll do so today. Trent's played the day coming up, uh, sponsored by Circus Sports, about eleven fifty before we get out of here. Well, there's only one place to start. 
and that would be in Ames. Mm-hmm. What a game. What a performance uh, by Isaiah Brockington. Where is he placing himself in the lore of Cyclone Nation? Are, are you talking about as it pertains to like the transfer? Because he's a one-year he's guy. He's a one-year guy, right? Royce White was a one-year guy. Mm-hmm. But he was around longer because he had the redshirt year. That's a good point. He was the, uh, DeAndre Kane. Yes. DeAndre Kane is the gold standard for me. I think so, too. Now, Royce White's more of an impact player than Kane. And Kane was a great player. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Corey Lucius. Yeah. I mean, clearly uh, fourth in that mm-hmm. list. But what what Isaiah Brockington is doing, we tried to ask, find the right way to ask the question without making it sound like we're throwing the rest of the roster under the bus. But is there a, is there a more important player in college basketball than this guy to his team? Right, to Take, his team because of their limitations offensively, right, and his scoring ability. Now, Kalshu was terrific last night. He was a couple of monster. Oh, threes. those threes and the free throws too. Yes, yeah. Uh, very and his defense. I mean that that's you can that's night in and night out from him. But what Brockington continues to do, I mean, he went on a ten zero run himself. Yes, <laughs> and the steal. Where's that going? How's that going to be remembered among Cyclone Nation? Didn't look like West Virginia worked on the press breaker very much. No, did it? They, they that were first pass into the corner. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. And they almost had him trapped, uh-huh. or did have him trapped, and he got a timeout. Sherman got the timeout actually. Is that who it was? Yeah. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, they were saying that on the broadcast. It wasn't even the guy that was trapped. It was Tash Sherman that had called yeah. the timeout. You know, um, again, another remote broadcast. Yes, and you could tell. You could tell. But So I, I can't figure this out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we talked to Cappy yesterday. Yeah. When we spoke with Cappy, he was, well, was at the gym, but he was going to shower. And where was he headed? He was headed to Valpo. Mm-hmm. Him and Mitch Holtis are doing the game live. And for Cappy, it's easy. He's, Valpo's sure. an hour away. True. For um, Mitch Holtis, Kansas City. Drive. Yeah. But point being is they're in the building for ESPN+. Plus. Now, I didn't watch enough of the UNI broadcast to know if they were in the building or not. Not but, sure either, yeah. Uh, I know that the uh, there was no live broadcasters in uh, Hilton yesterday. I thought the play-by-play guy did a good job, he though, was good. of trying to go with the excitement that was inside mm-hmm. the building. And it's difficult to do. Sure it is. It I has mean, to you, be. You don't have that aura kind of mm-hmm. surrounding you, and you're doing it from... Your basement or wherever your studio is, right. or even if you're at a radio station, do it or where our TV studio. Now they showed them before the game, and they were both in their homes. Looked like they've got some kind of office set up. So, and you're doing that, and it just it's got to be difficult. Uh-huh. And I thought he did a really good it job. It wasn't bad. Yeah, now, the color bad. guy, King McClure. <sighs> See, I know he a lot. Not a lot of people like him. Um, he's okay. Yeah, yeah, not great. But no. He's, 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 can grind out a living doing what he's doing. Yeah, it's it's his voice that's different. I think, mm-hmm. and I did like the fact because let's, let's be honest, the officials were awful for both teams. Yeah, for both teams. <laughs> I wish I had I don't know, not a dollar. I don't really, but but point being is King. That's not a foul. <laughs> that's not a foul. That's not a foul. I mean, he said it over and over and over and over last night because they weren't fouls. West Virginia gets four fouls in the first like three minutes of the second half, and I said, oh boy. Settle in. This yeah. is going to be a yeah. long one. And it was. And it was. Typical West Virginia game, right? Yes. Although I didn't feel as bad for who was ever following on ESPNU uh-huh. as I did 
for Colorado State and Wyoming fans. <laughs> right. A monster game. A huge huge game. ramifications for regular yes. season title in the Mountain West. Two really good teams <laughs> yes, this they year. Were, are. And, well, we'll get to you when we get to you. Seven minutes left in the basketball game is when they finally got Xavier Province, who had a delay because, well, the roof was leaking. Yes. Uh, and you can't play with water on the floor. Dunkin' Donut Center was uh, not the, up to snuff. The Dunk. What a great nickname. Yes. The Dunk. Uh, and that was a hell of a basketball it game, was. too. And I felt bad for you because I know you're all over Xavier. Oh, man. Uh, that, that's a disappointing one. That's a disappointing one. They get as many overtimes as they did. They're, they're going back looking at the video monitors. I know you're hoping in your heart of hearts that it was a two and not a three because <laughs> the three sends it to an extra five minutes. Who cares if Xavier wins, they cover. Yep. Um, but it didn't happen that way. But that was a good game. But back to Iowa State and and West Virginia. Trent, it didn't look like Iowa State was going to come out on top of this basketball game. It really didn't. And the feeling with 14 minutes left when the lead got back to 12. Uh-huh. It was, oh, my gosh. And it just felt like that's going to be that kind uh-huh. of night. This and, is just a team that, that just, just does not match up well at right. Iowa State against them. And but their man. ability to put it on the floor and, and Tash Sherman getting to the rim. That other point guard played really well, yeah. too, for West Virginia. Yeah, they had some dudes last night. That, that were playing well, mm-hmm. and then it was Brockington. And have you ever seen a player? This is not hyperbolic. I cannot think of a guy that has a more feathery, soft touch yeah. on jumpers. Right. Think of the roles that he got last night. During that run, as they were getting back into the game, well, particularly the three was huge. Well, and that, straight that, up in the air, that three came a little later. But even before that, he had a pull up jumper from like sixteen, and it just high off the back of the rim and drops right through it. Mm-hmm. And he has had thirty of those this year. No, that that hit yeah, hard off the rim, yet still fall through. I cannot remember a player that has had that. And I have no idea behind it. Mm-hmm. I don't know shot mechanics well enough why he gets those kind of bounces more than anybody else, but he does. And it's great. He needed every oh, one of them boy. last night. They did. Uh, Trey Jackson, doghouse? Where, where, what's happened to him? Because he was playing some in. Now, Jaden Walker? Jaden Walker, I think, is the reason. That's the reason? Yeah. Well, he was only in for four minutes. I remember... He had just the laziest turnover. He t- well, he just had the bu- as he was being praised. Yes. Right? He had the bucket on the other, takes uh-huh. it to the rim, yeah. comes down, gets a steal. They're trying to push a fast break. Absolutely. One problem is he tossed that pass. Oh, just awful. There's a defender right there. Just lazy as lazy can be. And so right to the bench yeah. and didn't see the floor again until the final minute, I think, of the game. Yeah, that's probably right. Um but yeah, Trey Jackson seems to have lost his spot. Foul trouble with Condit all night long. He mm-hmm. did his best. TJ moving him in and out of the lineup. Koontz was, uh, he got everything you'd like uh, that you're going to get out of him. Um, and just a, just a hell of a game by Iowa State. I didn't think it was going to end up uh, in the win column. I really didn't. Had that feel of a night that it was. Didn't. The frustrations were going to build once yeah. again. Down ten at the fir- in the first half. Yeah. After the first half, and the, at that last what minute and a half, oh, two minutes, it, just ugly. Yeah, what uh, are you doing? Uh, oof. It was yeah. one head-scratching decision mm-hmm. after another. And then just getting beat up on the glass on the offense. They gave up more offensive rebounds, second-chance points early in the game. But that's what happens when Condit's you know, stapled to the bench. Tyrese Hunter, the maturation continues. In mm-hmm. a game where it wasn't a shooting game, wasn't anything like that, though he did hit a big three in his only bucket that he had. That was an important one, too. His ability to run this team, to get the guys right, you're seeing him grow up, and it's it's happened in a big way. And during the four-game losing streak, that was one thing I brought up to you, Ken. I, I just said, if this team is going to pull out of it... He's got to be the guy. He's got to be the guy. Uh-huh. Because Brockington's Brockington. Yep. And Kalsher's got... All these guys have limitations. And Tyrese has his own. But as a point guard, as a facilitator, what he can do, 
This team's going to be right on track. It's going to be Tyrese Hunter. I think that has proven out yeah, it has. here during this three-game winning streak. Oh, you're 100% right. 100% right. Uh, he's He's been instrumental in this, and now they get uh, another winnable game coming up. Uh, so we'll see where this team uh, ends up. So here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. Um and we don't like to put up polls because the last time we did, we had three people. <laughs> we had more than that. All right, four. You're always sad sacking over there. <laughs> or maybe there's five. Um, is TJ Otzelberger, I don't think TJ's coach of the year in the Big 12. Okay. I think Mark Adams is. Yes, I, I would agree with right? that. Right? There's still, there's still, what, four games, three, how many, three, three games left. Mm-hmm. Um, so if TJ, if, if the Cyclones win out, that would, uh, that would obviously include a win in Waco against Baylor, uh, K State and Oklahoma State, the other two. Um, but I still think Mark Adams will be coach of the year in the mm-hmm. Big 12. I don't know who's going to be coach of the year in the Big 10. Would you go Payne and Underwood? They were both expected to be good. Correct. Now, Underwood, you can argue, Corbello lost a ton of time uh, because of injury. Of time. Kofi's been in and out of times. Mm-hmm. They've had a lot of injuries this year. They lost Miller before the season as he transferred to LSU, oh, who right. was supposed to be a big cog. You lose, of course, to Sumu. Mm-hmm. You can make that argument, you can. I think. But I agree. It's still a really talented team. It, it, it and is. And they were preseason third in the conference. For board. the reasons you just laid out, that may influence my decision. Because I'm not sure who it is at this point. There's no slam dunk. There isn't. So I want to go to Greg Gard. Uh-huh. Because, well, it's Wisconsin. They're solid every single every year, year, right? Well, you think. Yeah, most years. Do you know where they were in the preseason Big Ten poll? I don't recall, Trent. Tenth. Were they really? Well, A, those voters, come on. Right. You can't put them that far down. Mm-hmm. But secondly, showing mm-hmm. what he's done with this team. And if Wisconsin ultimately does win, even get a share of the regular season crown, yep. guard's got to get it. He just has to. I think there's no doubt that he would be the guy that would get it. Do you have to t- look at Peichel at Rutgers? I was just going to say the same thing. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, this this team is certainly overachieved. He's mm-hmm. going to get some votes. But- and then Fran. So will TJ be closer to? I mean, do we see the vote breakdown? It's a great question. I I don't remember if we do or if it's just here's the award. Or do, do we know who? What order was it? Oh, Adams right. is one, TJ's two, Self is three, mm-hmm. whatever. Because I I don't know who's going to end up. I think probably TJ will come closer to winning that his respective well the Big Twelve Coach mm-hmm. of the Year. But Fran's got to get some votes. He does absolutely. You lose an All-American, yeah. National Player of the Year. Right. You lose Wieskamp to the NBA mm-hmm. early. Yep. Two transfers that uh-huh. would have been big cogs this year Without with Nunji in particular. If Frederick was healthy, yeah. which is another thing. But you lose that, and here you are, mm-hmm. maybe as a top-five team in the conference if they finish this off and mm-hmm. can win not just two, maybe three games here in the remaining four. You can talk about that. He's in the conversation. Guards the front runner, I think. Fran's in the conversation. Yeah. Who's closest, though? I, I looked at this when you brought it up, and I mentioned the preseason poll in both of them. Yeah. Iowa was picked ninth, Wisconsin 10th okay. in the Big Ten. In the Big 12, we know Iowa State was picked last. Last, yep. Not only that, though, you can't vote for your own team, so there's nine mm-hmm. votes. Every single coach in the Big 12 voted Iowa State 10th. Did they really? Not one person Jeez. even thought they were going to finish in ninth. Every single coach had this yeah, team look, in you last can see place. it. They didn't win a game last year, <laughs> right? And, yeah. and this roster, you didn't know that how they were going to come together, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Brockington was a nice player at right. Penn State. He's not that dominating influence he is on this he roster is now. Oh my gosh, can he play at the next in the yeah, NBA? You know what? 
What position is he going to have to play? Small forward. I don't know if you can guard other small forward. Like he's a great defender, Trent, mm-hmm. and he's quick and he guards you. Um, it's so tough him. to go from college. We've seen it all the time, right? Guys that you just absolutely dominate at the college level just can't find their way in the NBA at all. Right. How old is he now? 99? He's 23. Yeah, probably probably not. Yeah. Because of that. Now, if he's 20? But if he's willing to go to the G League, Mm -hmm. get the shot right from three, he's got athleticism, he's got size, he's got rebounding ability. Mm -hmm. Toughness. I think he's got a chance. A better chance, certainly, I would have thought coming into this oh, season. Oh, gosh, of course. Yeah. That'll be a fun one to track, though. Mm-hmm. And there's so many guys that, all right, what do I do? Do I make $25,000 a year and grind yeah. it out here in the G League? Right. Or do I go overseas, make well, six here's, figures? Here's the other thing about that. And I, um, and I hate to bring in the yeah. world with, uh, with with sports because for two hours, we get the weather away from all the BS that's going on in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go? Right. Yeah. Jack Conn's a pretty good basketball player. Dad, mm-hmm. I need some advice. Yeah, let's grind out in the G League. That's right. Yeah, right. There's something to be said about downtown Des Moines. Right. right. As opposed to going to Poland right yeah, now. Yeah, just it. Right. Trying to make a living mm-hmm. over there with what else is happening. And the world. No, that's a really good point. And you wonder, well, even Roy Devin Marble. Would you, why would you go back? Right. Because I think he is playing in Poland. He is. And he wasn't sure how he was going to get back. Mm-hmm. He just kind of left and was AWOL, but wasn't sure how he was going to get back. Yeah. yeah. You're fine here. I think so, too. I really do. Uh, well, uh, and let's get back to sports yes. and give the audience at least a couple hours to, to get away from I, I was locked in the reality. TV last night, I though. was, too. Yeah. And the first thing this morning, too. In fact, mm-hmm. I woke up early. Just I went on my walk, but I wasn't going. I just want to see what's going on. Right. Same Good thing. God. But we're here for a respite. Yes, that. we are. Uh, we won't be here tomorrow. We're going to be uh, on the road at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny. Uh, looking forward. I love our stops at the Chicken Coop. We've uh, made it to all three. Now, are we cycling through them again? Uh, we got one more stop. We'll be there hopefully during March Madness. Uh, we're okay. figuring out some scheduling things there. But, yeah, hopefully we'll be there. Uh, the West Des Moines location, I believe, is our next stop. But, yeah, okay. Ankeny tomorrow. Is where we'll be off of Oral Labor, right? Yep, yep. You know it well. I do. You know Ankeny better than I do, but that's where we'll be. We'll do our show from 10 to noon. Stop on out. Get your weekend started a little early. And away we go on a Friday. Dave does a great job there. And then you'll be set for the weekend, too, with your wings, right? Well, they won't make it through the weekend, oh, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but Friday night, uh, I certainly have plans. <laughs> I have a date with them. Uh, Matt and, and I went to Nebraska for you. At, at 8 o'clock tip, yeah, yeah. and Jets Lanch, although I'm glad uh, Nebraska and I were playing because that's uh, this is going to be an ugly game uh, for, the, for the squad. And then next week, uh, we will be at Wellman's on Wednesday and Thursday, promoting the fact that Circa is coming back uh, into the state. And then our turn. For our menu item is a Jethro's coming up next Friday, and we'll be at Jethro's Lakeside, which is also in Ankeny. Um, so, so we're on the road a bunch here in the next couple of days, in the next couple of weeks, rather. All right, it's uh, ten twenty again. Gary Rima coming up, the voice of you and I. Real quick on the Panthers and the Bulldogs last night. Uh, both teams um, held serve. It was great. Mm-hmm. The, the state went three and zero again, and combined I was win the night before. Uh, all four of the teams uh, riding winning streaks in the state. Uh, Wilkins was terrific. Uh, you know, it's kind of struggled last night um, for the first time, maybe. I don't want to say all season, but DeVries at the time looked like a freshman. Yeah. I mean, you can't say that a lot. No, it doesn't, doesn't happen often nope. there. And had to grind out the victory. Hemphill was good. 
Same thing for you and I. They were not good defensively. Mm-hmm. You and I went to a box and one. Did they really? I was like, when's the wow. last time you saw you and I go to a box and one with their pack line defense? Huh. Just they were trying anything to try to get stops, but their offense was so good. They were able to do basically whatever they wanted. What eighty eight points? Yeah, they were really really efficient. Mm-hmm. Green got going in the second half for him. Carter, I, born in the first half, was terrific. He's playing at a high, high level. And Pickford, all of a sudden, he's hitting threes. He had one a game or two ago. He had a couple more last night because they just drop off him, right? I yeah. mean, he's been around for five mm-hmm. years. I know. <laughs> yeah. He's a great athlete. He can rebound. There's not a whole lot to his offensive game. He's hitting those open threes uh-huh. all of a sudden. That opens up the rest of the offense for everyone else. And Noah Carter. Just doing Noah Carter things. He's, I think he's scored 15 or more now in 13 of the 17 MVC games. Is that a fact? Yeah. Boy, I wouldn't have thought that was going to happen. Consistent game in and game yeah, out. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, phones are backing up here. Want to get uh, start with our friend uh, Derek. Uh, Derek, welcome to the program. How are you? Uh, good, fellas. Love the show. I was up at Hilton last night. Boy, what a game. Brockington went off. It's crazy. And I'm telling you, this crowd loves the defensive effort. Yeah. They just go nuts. It's it good. was an electric atmosphere. I love being there. Yeah, it's, it's it was great to see Derek. Thanks for the call. And thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, you could tell the, the the crowd was clearly behind him. You're, you know, you're right about the play by play guy. Um, I can't think think of his name. I've heard him before. You're right. Yeah. Um, he was. He brought. Uh, you know, for not being there, he did a pretty good job. He was able to capture the atmosphere, and it helps that he's probably been in the building before when they've had one of those, uh, you know, back and forth uh, close games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyways, eight and seven now in quad one, two and two in quad two for Iowa State. They are currently at thirty five in the updated net this morning. Did you look at Shelby's? I forgot to look at Shelby real quick. You, I like to go. Yeah, we love Shelby, of course, having him on. But I like to go to the bracket matrix. Oh, the matrix. See everybody's where yeah, you get yeah, everybody yeah. and kind of put together. Now the thing. Unlike Shelby, who updates every day, that's not the case of Bracken. Chucky Matrix. Kemp, thank you, Scott Knock. There you go. Chucky Kemp, did a nice job. Uh, across the Matrix, they are an average seed of eight for Iowa State. Mm-hmm. For Iowa, they're one spot ahead of them. In fact, they're right next to each other on the seed line. Iowa, the last of the seven seeds. Iowa State, the last of the eight. Where's Shelby have this cycle? Shelby has uh, Iowa State as an eight, Iowa as a nine. As a nine. Interesting. A little more variance with that Hawkeye resume. A little bit different there. And looking through here, Iowa State, I see them on the matrix uh, as high as a number five seed and as low as a number 11 seed. So. I, I hope that either, <laughs> I hope that that's how it turns out. Right. Must rather be a five or 11 for both Iowa, Iowa State, or a six. Uh, real quick, our, our last thing before we get to uh, Gary Rima um, Troy Aikman. Monday Night Football. Monday Let's Night Football. So obviously they're blowing up the Monday Night booth. Which uh-huh. means Greasy and Levy, I would guess, go back to college. I would think so, yeah. Because they're pretty good. I mean, they, yeah. they were okay, I thought, on Monday night football. Didn't hate them. No, neither did I. Um, so Troy gets the Monday night gig. With? Well, that's just it. They're still talking to Al Michaels. Apparently so. So this is from Andrew Marchand of the New York Post. Mm-hmm. And he, he's he been at the forefront of a lot of these mm-hmm. uh, breaking news stories. And said they are still trying to get Al Michaels most people believe, a lot of people believe at least, that Al Michaels to Amazon, a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. But he also was hoping that Troy Aikman would go with him right. to Amazon. Troy wants to be on TV, not on, not on the internet. So if that's the case, and now Michaels knows, all right, I don't have the partner that I wanted at Amazon. Mm-hmm. I can finish my career back on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. 
go out for the next two, three, four years, whatever it is left for Al. So he would, when ABC gets a Super Bowl, because they're in the rotation. And he would get another Super Bowl, which he would not get if he goes to Amazon. Right. Amazon can break the bank. I mean, they can write yep. a check for whatever. And NBC now falls to the bottom of the rotation, so it's going to be a while before they mm-hmm. get it. Before Tariqa will get it. Yeah, his. because he's going to, he's the heir apparent, yes. clearly. Uh, it's musical chairs in the fun, in the uh, in the booth. So that's a pretty easy one. Michaels, all right, we wine and dine him. We get him on for Monday Night Football. You got a great booth there. I mean, back to Monday Night being a big thing. But Trent, there that that means if 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 Aikman truly is going to get Romo money, that's eighteen million a mm-hmm. year. So what do you got to pay Michaels? On top of that, you've already committed to the Manning cast, right? And Peyton and Eli aren't coming cheap. But they have their own production company. They're making their own money with the production company. So. That's just a different setup, the way that they kind of have that set up. So you're going that route. So what is... We know Tariko takes over NBC. Mm-hmm. CBS stays the same. Who is Buck's guy now? Well, his contract's up at the end of this year. He's not giving up baseball. I don't think he no. is either, Trent. And that's exactly what I was going to say to you, yeah. is is I just don't see it. He's not a real free agent. He's no, locked. I don't think so either. I think he wants to. I think he wants to maintain his... Ability to do the playoffs in the World Series. So a lot of people really like Greg Olson to move up to that role and become the lead analyst for Fox. I'm not quite there with it's him. pretty early in his tenure. To, he's well, Romo came, Romo came off the field right yeah. into the booth. And he, I think he's wearing on people. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. It's, he's wearing on me. The, and I was a huge fan. The bloom is off the rose, uh-huh. I think, with, with Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. Olson's good. Mm-hmm. Big enough name, though, for that role? Mm, no. Probably not. But, no. But what other direction do you go? You're trying to marry Fox. You're trying to get somebody with well, Joe Well, you Buck. know who still is rumored to maybe not be 100% to be committed to coming back to coaches, defending Super Bowl champion uh, McVay? Sean McVay. That would be a great team. I think it would. I think he'd be good. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton, no. No. Don't I think he it. wants to coach again. Right. He's going to be in Dallas in 2023. I think he is, too. Yeah. yeah, I think he is, too. All right, Gary Ryman coming up next. We are going to continue down this announcer theme with the longtime voice of you and I. Gary Ryman joins us on the other side. Look forward to catching up with him, reliving some of the memories with Gary, both football and, broad, and basketball. Um, and, and then to preview just a massive, massive game, Saturday, 5 o'clock, McLeod Center. Loyola, you and I, both teams holding their own destiny. Winner gets the one. <laughs> How about that? But what a comeback from the Panthers. We didn't have them dead and buried, but certainly didn't see that this was going to be even you know, a remote possibility. It was just to be, hey, hope you're on the right side of the bracket. Yeah, exactly. Miller Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, uh, 106.5. Use them, we trust them. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Seems like yesterday, but it was long ago. <laughs> Appropriate uh, intro song there, Trent Condon. 29 years ago, in fact, Gary Rima uh, first put a headset on to call his first Panther game, and he joins us. As his career winds down, final weeks of it, hopefully it prolongs that there is some postseason for the Panthers. Oh, they have a massive game coming up on Saturday at the McLeod Center. Uh, let's get the 29-year voice of you and I in here. Hello, Gary Rama, Trent and Ken. Congratulations on an incredible career. I know you still got some games, but uh, it, it's winding down, Gary. Is reality setting in? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it more and more, especially this month of February. And, and by the way, Ken, TC, great being on with you guys again to talk some, some you and I Panther sports, you and I basketball. Yeah, uh, you know, just last night, just talking with my broadcast partner, Kevin Boyle, about, hey, you know, this is our last regular season game together. And we just kind of uh, at the hotel before we went to the game reminisced about some of the you know, the great things that we've experienced and places we've gone and, you know, the highs and the lows, but just, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's definitely hit me. Um, this tomorrow's going to be emotional knowing it's my last game in the McLeod center, most likely last regular season game. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's going to happen. You know, it's going to, yeah. Hey, maybe let's just hope for a deep run in March and maybe, <laughs> maybe we play a number of games in March. That, that'd be a great way to go out guys. Not about it, Gary. Well, you go through your broadcast career, and we'll get to this year's UNI team and talk about that matchup with Loyola and what they got in front of them down in St. Louis the following week. But want to reminisce with you and go back and talk about some of the big moments. I think most everybody, it goes to Ali hitting the three to put a Kansas away and getting that victory. My favorite part of that whole sequence, though, is you hollering at him to play defense. Yes. I, I absolutely <laughs> love that, Gary. But some of the moments, we remember the Kansas one. We remember some of the other big ones. What are the ones that jump to the forefront of your mind when you are looking back? Yeah, the Kansas one for sure, just because I don't think anybody outside of the UNI Panther basketball team, players and coaches, thought they were going to find a way to win that game. And there may have been some doubt even – creeping in with those guys leading up to that game but um, you know that that was just so unexpected with them being rated number one overall seed number one people were projecting them to win it all and to take them down in the second round was huge you know I, I remember talking with Ali Farouk Manesh about that that week where we beat UNLV and then beat Kansas and he said he said Rhymes you know that three that I hit against UNLV was was basically a, a game winner because there were seven tenths of a second left when he hit that one that won that game for us, that got us to the Kansas game. And he, he told me, I'm really more proud of that one. So I, I really think about that win, how we, we got that win. The, the other things that really jump out at me, guys, is, is back in 04 and 05, uh, and then when uh, Wes Washburn hit a game winner for Coach Jacobson against Evansville in the conference championship game, to win those, to win those conference championship games at the tournament to punch your ticket to go to the NCAA those are so special because guys it is it's hard for for a mid-major a team in the valley to get to the dance we you know we get one or two teams in you know we had the one year we got four but when the year starts you look at it and say you know we got about a 10 or 20 percent shot at making the NCAA tournament so when Washburn hits that jumper at the buzzer to beat Evansville in the championship game that sends us to the dance. Those really stand out, just knowing how tough it is to get to the NCAA tournament. Um, the, the other one is Jesperson's half-court shot that he banked in uh, to beat Texas because it, it's not only hard to get to the NCAA tournament, but it's hard to win games there. I mean, those are you're playing great teams that also had a great year, so – that one really sticks out too. That got us to a, a second round game in the NCAA tournament, you know, and, the, and then the heartbreaking loss against Texas A and M. But it just there, there's so many of those games. The, the win over North Carolina in the regular season, yeah, where they were ranked yeah. one in the McLeod right. Center, a court storming win, and you know, I, I remember broadcasting a game in Eldon Miller's career in the Unidome when Tom Davis and the Hawkeyes came in ranked in the top fifteen, and we knocked them off and. 
the, the, they storm the court at the at the Uni Dome. Just, there's so many like that. Anthony James hitting a a shot to beat Greg McDermott and Creighton in the McLeod Center when Creighton was ranked, and you know Matt coming back with or uh, no, I guess that, that would have been Dana Altman, I think that we beat. But just you know Creighton coming in there with with Altman ranked and and. They tie it up on a great shot, and then A.J. wins it on a buzzer beater, and they storm the court. I mean, man, there's just uh, there's so many just fabulous moments that have happened in my 29 years that uh, I'm, I'm going to carry all those with me forever. Yeah, James Boy had some athleticism for a little yes. guy, did he? My good gosh, uh, such yeah. an athlete. You know, Gary, the conference has changed. There's been teams come. There's been teams go. How's this conference ever going to survive Creighton? How's this conference ever going to survive Wichita State? I think that, you know, in, year, in years to come, the yeah, Loyola is leaving, and they've been a great addition to the conference. But I like the way that this conference continues to position itself as a survivor. I think it got tougher. When you bring in Murray State and Belmont into the league, uh, they more than, than replace uh, a Loyola Rambler team. That If you remember when Loyola came in not that many years ago, they were, they were just kind of a middle-of-the-pack yeah. type team. And, and I think the Valley helped them. Uh, they stepped up their game. They brought in better players. They got better. They had success. And, and now you know they want to move on. But I tell you, you, you bring in Murray State and, and Belmont into the Valley – because guys, I just I don't see uh, I don't see Missouri State or even the Bradley Braves, the UNI Panthers. Uh, I, I don't see those teams getting worse. I think they're going to just keep building and getting better and better. The, the bottom of the league, uh, all but Evansville. I mean, they're working hard. I tell you what, this this coach shirts at Indiana State. You give him a couple of years, and he's going to have a, a a great team. I think at Indiana State, we've played them twice now, and what he has his guys doing with kind of a limited roster that he, that he has in year one. Wow. I, I think they could be really good, but, and then, and then to get uh, UIC to come in, keep that Chicago market, you know, UIC, they've been just kind of a middle of the road team in division one basketball, but so was Loyola. So you right. know, who knows? Maybe, maybe the flames, you know, will, will really step it up now and, and and be a team like Loyola that does some big time things in our league. So I, and I love the twelve teams. It, I think it's going to give us the chance every year to to get maybe two or three teams into the dance when you add Murray State and Belmont. So yeah, I, I think the league got better. I'm just I'm just a little sad that I'm stepping out now because I would love to go to Nashville and and do you and I and Belmont and and go to Murray State and and you know broadcast at their places. But I'll be following from afar, and I I, I think it's. I think the league just, it, it definitely got better. Pretty good excuse for you to make your way to Nashville for a road trip, coming down there from Florida right. and being able to see the Panthers when they play against Belmont. Gary, of course, basketball, we're talking a lot here, but also football, your football broadcast. During the 29 years, that run to Chattanooga, the undefeated regular season with Eric Sanders as a quarterback, a guy that you knew very well, Northeast Iowa connections up there. Your favorite football memories? Yeah, making it to the championship game, I just... The, the the way that that thing was handled in Chattanooga for us was just remarkable. Even though we, we got beat by Appalachian State, we led for three quarters and couldn't win it. But to get to the national championship game, you know, it's, it's every FCS team's goal to win a national title. But again, it's hard to get there. That, that's a, you're, you're playing a true tournament trail where you've got to win three games and now for some teams you got to win four just to get to the championship game so when we finally made it in 2005 that that was 
that was awesome. And and, and the, the Texas State overtime win at their place uh, was exciting because that's what punched our ticket to the championship game. Um, that undefeated season two years later in 2007, that was such a great team. Um, you know, and, you, and if you remember, it took an incredible play by Eric Sanders to Monterey Leonard in the first round of the, the playoffs at home in the Dome to beat an upset-minded New Hampshire team because they remembered two years prior in 05, we went into New Hampshire and knocked them off when they were uh, the, the number one seeded team, number one ranked team in the playoffs, and that, that got us to the semifinals to Texas State, and they were trying to return the favor. So that was just a, a tremendous time. I think the place was nearly sold out one of the few times that we were able to sell out the Dome in, in my career. So that was fun. There's, you know, just just it, it, what's been enjoyable, guys, is to do this for as long as I did and and have winning teams to cover. Mm-hmm. Just it, it it made it just that much more fun. If you know, if we were a, a four and seven or five and six team, you know, for the most of your career, you, you just you don't have all the exciting wins that that we get to talk about now. Same thing in basketball. Just you know, very few losing seasons in those twenty nine years. So it's. It's just been an incredible ride. And you covered some terrific football players. A couple recently, too. Brown uh, with the Buffalo Bills is, is yeah. and now Penning, who's, uh, I guess, nasty and is a, uh, he's a first round pick, according to most. Gary, are you a better football broadcaster or basketball broadcaster? Oh, man. I, you know, I, I'd leave that to the fans. They can decide that. I, I, so I've been asked a lot of times in my career, Ken, um, if, if you could only broadcast one of the two sports you know if they said hey you can do football or basketball you can't do both I would have a hard time because I love football in the fall I love mm-hmm. calling high school football on Friday nights back when I got my start Saturdays are meant for college football I just I love it the one thing I maybe just would put basketball just a a pinch ahead of doing football is you get so many more games you get 30 some games and you know, in football, you do all that prep work during the week. You broadcast that game on Saturday, and you, in, if it's a heartbreaking loss or a tough loss, you got to wait till the whole next Saturday, a whole week, to yeah. do a game again. And if it's an exciting win, you're pumped up. You're like, let's let's get at it again. Let's have another game in a couple of days. But you got to wait a week. Where basketball, you're doing two or three games a week, and I, I love I love the frequency of the of the basketball season, but. Boy, I tell you, I've I've so enjoyed the exciting football plays that I'm able to have been able to call. Whether it's a kickoff return for a touchdown, a, a big sack, and a big game, a, you know, a great touchdown run. Um, so I, it, it would be tough. I, I just I've enjoyed both of them so much. It would be it would be really really tough to pick. So again, I I'd leave that up to the fans. If they think I'm a better football play by play guy, fine. If they like my basketball play-by-play, better fine. And if they don't enjoy Rima at all, that's okay, too, because sure. not everybody is going to love the way everybody does their broadcast. So I've, I've always accepted that fact, too. Gary, how did how did this start? How, who gave you a break? Uh, how did you get the gig? Did you were, were there numerous candidates that tried out? Take us back to when you were, I guess, uh, did they come to you? Uh, take us back to that period of time. Well, man, that it, it's... I just, Ken, I was just right place at the right gotcha. time. You know, uh, I, 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 I'm not a college graduate. I had no training in doing sports play-by-play. I got a lucky break when I was 19 that a, 
a small station in Independence was looking for a play-by-play guy to do kind of a game of the week type thing. And I said I could do it. And, and by going to a junior high football game with a tape recorder that my dad was coaching, I stood there and did the play-by-play of this junior high game sent that tape to this radio station and they hired me and then I ended up I ended up getting down the road in, in about the the mid 80s I got a full-time broadcasting job at KOEL and I became their sports director in the late 80s first ever full-time sports director they ever hired and I was doing about a hundred 125 broadcast a year from football Jeez. basketball baseball softball I was even going to the state wrestling tournament and calling some play-by-play of wrestling and then in 1990, when you and I made the NCAA tournament, Bob Bowlesby, uh, they had three radio stations following you and I, and he decided he had to go to just a flagship station. They couldn't be taking three radio stations to the NCAA tournament. KOEL, uh, 92.3 FM, 100,000-watt stick, bid for the, the exclusive rights to you and I football and basketball and got it. And... They, uh, with you and I and KUL got together, they agreed that Claire Rampton would do the games because he had been doing them for you and I for like 22 years. He did it for three years and then he retired, um, at the end of the 92 93 basketball season. And the GM called me in and, and because they had the rights. And he just, he said, Rima, you're, you're going to be the next play by play voice of the you and I Panthers. And I said, I'm ready. I want to do it. Let's go. Hey, the crazy, and I, I know I'm going to take it a lot of your time. But no, crazy, it's all yours. Li, listen to this, guys. So um, Claire retires. Tom Parsley, uh, who who saw something in me that maybe I didn't even know I could do, you know, says you're going to be the next voice. He convinced you and I that Rima should become the the football and play by play voice of you and I. Well, in early July. Uh, of 1993, Claire Rampton comes back to the radio station, and I saw him come in and was there about five or ten minutes and leaves. So I and I'm good friends with the GM. I'm working full time. We got a good relationship, and I just said, "Hey, that that was Claire, wasn't it? What's going on?" And he goes, "Come in and sit down, Rima." And I said, "What's up?" And he said, "Well, Claire wants his job back." <laughs> I'm like, "What? Yeah, he wants to do it one more year." And I said, "Well, what'd you tell him?" And he said, "Well." I told him, no, you you resigned, you retired, and we've already told another guy he's doing it. And he, and he asked me what I thought of that. And I said, well, Tom, to be 100% honest with you, I, I, you got to know I want to do it. I want to do it in the worst way. I'm ready. But my oldest son, Todd Rima, is going to be the starting quarterback for our high school football team, and I know I'll miss like four of his games that I won't get to broadcast because I'll be traveling with – with you and I, and he's the point guard on the basketball team, and they got a really good team. I coached all those kids in AAU. So if, if you wanted me to wait one year and have Claire do it one more year, I'm okay with that. And he said, Rima, he's not doing basketball. You're doing basketball. I'll offer him football. He can do football. You do basketball. So I said, well, I, I'll do that. So he calls Claire, and Claire accepts that and says, okay, I'll, I'll do football, and Rima can do basketball. So Claire did the 1993 football season for you and I instead of me. You know who the quarterback was for you and I in 1993 in his one and only year of quarterback in the Panthers? Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. <laughs> Kurt Warner. So instead of me getting it, but you know what? I thought it was the right thing to do. I think Claire ended up doing it for 25 years, and um, so I – so. Technically, I, and I did travel with him. I, I went to all the home football games, kind of helped him as like an on-site producer. I traveled to any of the road football games that didn't conflict with me doing the, the high school 
Friday night football game uh, with our local team playing just to kind of learn the ropes. And so technically 29 years I've done play-by-play of Panther basketball and 28 seasons of, of doing football, but I did, I did travel that, that first year. So anyway, that, you know, that, that's how it, I was just, guys, I was just right place, right time. And when I got the position, I, man, I'll tell you what, I was going to work my butt off. I, I, I didn't want to screw it up. I wanted to be good at it. I, and, and just stuck with it and, and, you know, was my own worst critic, listened to a lot of the tapes of every game that I did to try and get better. And, and it worked out pretty well. So it's, it's, uh, just right, right place, right time, I guess, and, and and persevered, and you know, and stuck with it, and faced some adversity, and you know, just had a great career doing it, guys. Stood the test of time, yes. Gary Rima. That gets my attention. Well, uh, real quick, Gary uh, Loyola, you and I, obviously, so much on the line. I'd love to see the McLeod Center banged out. I guess there was a a, a rush to get some tickets yesterday to fill that up. Uh, so much at stake for the final regular season game uh, for the Panthers this year, and of course, the last one you'll call. Yeah, and and who thought we'd be in this position, Not us. Ken and TC? I mean, we were four and seven, yeah. at, you know, at Christmas time, four and seven, and just you know, the, even Panther fans were were wondering where's the team we thought we were going to have. But there were so many things that happened to this team early on in the season with guys injured, sick, whatever, uh, and we still don't have a hundred percent healthy Austin fight. But what what a what a great job Coach Jacobson and his staff have done and, and this team just came together. You talk about facing adversity and and handling adversity. This team's done a great job. Noah Carter's having a, mm. a first small conference type season. I think AJ Green is the the player of the year in the conference. And, and I know Isaiah Mosley of Missouri State and Lucas Williamson of, of Loyola you know, will have something to say about that. But A.J. has come up so big for us in so many games that it's incredible. But, you know, the supporting cast, Nate Heisey is, is playing tremendous basketball and love the way Pickford's accepting his role and Burhow and, you know, Bowen Bourne, who started all 25 games last year, freshman of the year, he's coming off the bench and, and playing great. But, Man, to, to know that you're going to the, the arena tomorrow on your home court, a chance to avenge that, that ugly loss at Loyola just a couple of weeks ago to win an outright Valley title. I mean, you know, nobody else in the state's doing that, you know, mm-hmm. and I love, I know Fran's done a tremendous job with Iowa this year. He's probably coach of the year in the Big Ten, and Otzelberger could be coach of the year in the Big 12. And I think Jake's the coach of the year in the Valley, especially if he beats Loyola, yeah. who was one of the favorites in the league. So it's it's just going to be a great game. I think the team will have a whole different defensive game plan for tomorrow. Um, what they put in play uh, in the first meeting didn't work. They'll do some things different. And I love our chances at home, especially, guys, how well we played against Missouri State at home last Sunday when they were playing for first place, just like we were in that game when we ended up beating them by 20. So going to be fun what a way to go out yep. uh, a win would just be the icing on the cake because of i know what these guys have gone through this year but i, I and i'm with you ken panther fans basketball fans need to pack that mcleod center tomorrow this team deserves it senior day a couple of great seniors in pickford and burhow let's send them out the right way and and, and really uh, it's just going to be a great basketball game 
And with Loyola leaving the league, come on, we owe it to, to beat their butt tomorrow <laughs> and not let them win the title in their final year in the Valley, right? I mean, right. On, that would only be that only be justice. Well, don't go tomorrow because the game's not till Saturday. But excuse me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. show up tomorrow. Let's fill it up tomorrow. Get in line, so, uh, camp outside. Show how desperate we are to fill it. <laughs> Thanks for the correction. Yeah. Hey, buddy, listen. Congratulations, <laughs> an unbelievable uh, twenty-nine year career. Uh, Gary, uh, best of luck. Have fun in retirement. You deserve it. I truly believe that, uh, oh, baby, you love each and every one of those teams that you covered over those 29 years, Gary Rima. Well done. Tip of the cap. Thank you, Gary. Thanks, guys. And by the way, Joel McRae is the guy that got the, the Panther Sports Radio Network to the radio station I, I was at. So he's he's a great Panther fan. Great, love being on with you guys all these years. Thanks, guys. And we'll stay in touch. Good Thanks, to Gary. talk to you, Gary. Take care. Washer Systems of Iowa. Uh, good stuff out of Gary mm-hmm. Rima. Huh? What an incredible run. Boy, oh, boy. That really is. Time out. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.com. few seconds of the first hour of the program again thanks to gary rima for being so generous with his time we'll uh, start hour number two ben kislison from the wild adam teicher espn.com on the chiefs hour two coming up